This is the Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. I'm your host, Paul Parisi. And I'm Jacob Young. On the Edge of Innovation, we talk about the intersection between technology and business, what's going on in technology, and what's possible for business. Well, hi, I'm here today with Enza Lilly. Hello. She's headquartered or really works geographically out of the North Shore of Massachusetts into Boston, and she helps moms bring new people into the world. If you're an accountant, a plumber, you know, a repair guy, you know, you do dressmaking or whatever it might be, people form relationships, and that's the key thing. And it sounds like from what you're saying is you had an affinity for both the birth process and children, but also for relationships. Yes. So, and that's why I guess you were saying it's really a good fit, the idea of doula, because you're building a relationship and a bond. So how many of these moms do you keep in touch with? Wow, probably about 180 of them. Wow. Facebook is great for that. Wow. Yes. So you've shared a very important part of their life in, in bringing these people up, and you seem to, I just saw an article, what was the recent article, what magazine was it? Boston Voyager. Boston Voyager, and it was sort of an interview with you, and it, one of the things that was interesting is it had a picture of you and your babies, as you call them. Yes. So wh- what's the deal with that? You seem to really like these babies. I do love my babies. Yeah. I, I'm invited to baby dedications, mm-hmm. baby baptisms, first birthdays. I have I try and have a thank you party for my clients at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. We get to moms and I get together for coffee afterwards. Mm-hmm. We we chat about, you know, nursing or, you know, like breastfeeding sure. or pediatrician visits mm-hmm. and we we do really form a great relationship. So that just seems I mean maybe all doulas do that, do they? I don't think so. <laughs> So do you have any, do, I mean, you don't think so, but you must have anecdotal information from people saying that. Is as a matter of fact, I've been told that I get too personal with my clients from oh. other doulas. Oh, from other doulas. From other not doulas. From the not from the moms. So the moms aren't saying, whoa, stop. I mean, no. how can you be really any more personal? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so exactly. So other doulas are saying, what's the motivation there? This is a business. Uh They say this is a business. It should be separated from your personal life. You were there to be with them during birth, and it shouldn't carry on afterwards. What's the reason for that? It's a business. Why would you mix business with pleasure? Why wouldn't you if you could? That's my question exactly. (laughs) You can find a business you love. I was just reading a quote. You know, work is... Oh, I'm never going to remember it. But it was basically the idea that if you can find something you love, it's not work right. anymore. I'm trying to think of if we were to redefine your view of the world, how you would deal with that. Because even if you were just doing it from a customer service point of view, to call them up and say, hey, how you doing? I mean, we had our washer fixed two weeks ago, and Sears called and says, how's it going? Are you happy with our service? Well, is that too personal? You know, I mean, they're not, you know, but they're right. our washer. I mean, it's not a personal issue, but it sounds like the the person, the critical nature of the comment they made was not about the personal level of information, but just the involvement, the engagement. Level. Exactly. That's very interesting. So that seems to be a an assumed position. Has this been a lot of doulas, or what's the downside? I don't see. I, I, mean, I not, unless unless you don't like people. I mean, like me, I could I go to a party and bring a magazine. So, you know, <laughs> so, you know I, not that I don't like people. It just is not natural for me. 
I guess if another doula doesn't want her personal life to be on display, because you're going to have, if you go to a coffee together, Uh you're going to have to, there's going to be back and forth discussion. You're going to have to bring up your family. You're going to have to talk about the things you're doing this summer. You know what I'm, does that make sense? So. Well, it's not for a private person who says, well, you can't know anything about me. Right. Like, I mean, your doctor, you probably have. Whoever your doctor is, you probably don't know what they're doing for vacation this year. Right. And I, that sounds like... I do, but that's... That's right. Yes. My husband calls me Sergeant Major. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So, that's very interesting. So, do you think of, of the duels you know, what percentage are the... I'm in this for the relationship, for the long haul, for treating them as a person and as a family, or I'm in this for the business. Wow. That's hard. I'd probably say 80% of them are in for the business. Really? Now, I mean, that's not altogether bad, but it doesn't sound like the Cadillac of it. If you're in it to make money, uh-huh. and there's money to be made, especially if you work in the Boston area, mm-hmm. doulas can make as much as twelve to $1,500 per mm-hmm. birth. Which is pretty good. Right. I came, my training was in Iowa. Uh-huh. Doulas in Nebraska, Iowa area make 350 to 400. Wow. So, right. you know, 1200 uh-huh. to 1500 is great. So, if you really are focused on making money and that is your focus, uh-huh. then it is your business. For me, it's not my business. Right. I don't do this to get rich, right. it's my ministry. Okay. I feel like women who want a doula deserve a doula. Okay. If I joke that if I was living in the 1800s and I was a doula, I would be paid in chickens and <laughs> canned beans, <laughs> beef jerky that was dried from the venison, you know, but that's how I work. The money is great. When I get paid, it's great. But if you can't afford me, then I'm still willing to be able to sit with you and talk to you and help you out. Oh, interesting. Wow. So it, it does sound like it's more of a an experience almost, you know, for, for what you're doing. Because I know that just, you know, having talked with you, you get interrupted. To You said here before we started recording, I'm waiting for a birth. I am. So, you know, that, that phone goes off and you're gone. And you don't know if it's going to be an hour or 72 hours. And no matter what you were doing, you know, you had concert tickets and it's too bad. You know, so how does... I've missed a lot over the last 10 years. That's a a big cost. What do you think of that? Does does seeing the babies counter that? Yeah, um, there's a loyalty there. There's a commitment. I'm committed to be there no matter what. And, I mean, I do have backups, Mm -hmm. but I like to see it from the start to finish. That does give me joy, you know, to be able to say, I was there, here's this beautiful baby. We work together as a team. Yeah, it does sound very rewarding. I mean, to to shepherd these people through this experience, especially, how is it, is there a contrast between first-time moms and second, third, fourth, fifth, seventh-time moms? I love my first-time moms because they know nothing. Right. And this sounds terrible, but they do what I tell them. (laughs) And they're happy. Second-time moms, they know what's going to happen. They know what it's going to feel like. Right. And they can be really cranky. <laughs> so is that second time, moms, that are second time for you? 
Yes. Okay, so it's just a second time, no matter what, where you're from. Yes. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. I can't imagine it. I get a paper cut and I'm all messed <laughs> up. So. <laughs> Always worried about keeping current with IT? Savior Labs is an IT and web services firm that cares for your business and team. Savior Labs solves problems so you can focus on what you do best. Prepare for 2018 with a free IT assessment. Just follow the link in our show notes at enter code SAVIOR, S-A-V-I-O-R. So you can, you, I asked you the question earlier about anecdotal stories or interesting things that have happened. Has anything come to mind? You want happy stories or do you want sad stories? Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe one of each. So one of my stories was that a mom was delivering at the birth center, Mm -hmm. and everything was going really well. But after a very long labor, she decided she really wanted an epidural. Mm -hmm. So we transferred her her over to the hospital, and she got her epidural, and everything was going wonderfully. At some point, we saw that there was meconium in the amniotic fluid, which just means that the baby pooped. Okay. Which also means we need to be careful when the baby is born. Sometimes the baby can inhale the meconium, and we don't want that to happen. But in the midst of pushing, my client didn't hear that although there was meconium, the baby was fine. So when the baby was born, they had to take the baby directly over to the warmer instead of putting baby on mom's chest. Okay. Was this and her first child? This was her first child. Okay. And the baby was doing great, uh-huh. but she didn't hear any of that. Oh, my God. And I happen to look over at her, and her mouth is drooping, and she's got tears coming down, but she couldn't talk. And I thought she was having a stroke. And I looked at the midwife, who looked at the OB, and the OB said, oh, she's in shock. And I just kept looking at her and saying, you know, what can I do? What's wrong? You know, talk to me. And she wouldn't talk to me. And it was devastating. I wasn't, I didn't know what was going on. And then this was just a matter of like three or four minutes. They were suctioning the baby. The baby was great. They took the baby back over to mom. They laid baby on mom's chest. And all of a sudden, she just let out this heart-wrenching wail. And she's sobbing. And she looks down at her baby. And she says, my baby, my baby, my baby. And I found out later that she thought the baby had died. She, you know, she was so intense in that moment that she didn't hear that he was okay. And so that was wow. that was pretty intent. Wow. So I'm going to use the same client because then she hired me for baby number two. Uh-huh. And the second story is wonderful. I got to her house and she was contracting every five minutes. And at every five minutes, she would, you know, grunt a little bit and groan. And then in between that, she would go, ooh. <laughs> And I would say, what is that? Is that a contraction? And she would say, no, the baby's moving. So we continued for a while. And then I realized that when her groans and moans got a little bit more intense, that those were indeed contractions that she was feeling. So instead of being every five minutes, they were every two minutes. So we were in Danvers. We headed to hospital in Beverly. Her husband takes the wrong exit. Oh At this point, I'm in the back seat with her, and I'm screaming, don't push. And she's screaming, I have to. <laughs> so we made it to the birth center. The midwives had to literally help us carry her out wow. 
of the car. We threw her in the tub, and within a few seconds, she had pushed out this beautiful baby girl. So those are some of my my great stories. This is um, preempting it, but I, you're writing a book. I am. And what, 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 the telephone book, or what's it about? <laughs> I guess you could call it my memoirs. I am writing um, doula stories. Okay. I'm and writing. Who's the, who's, who wants to read that book? I hope that everyone will want to read these okay, books. So you're, you're making it for everyone. Yes. So, moms, dads, other doulas, mm-hmm. midwives. Yes. Now, most people would love to write a book. And if you listen to writers, you know, you have to write one page at a time. Mm-hmm. And now you, you sort of announced this, what, a couple months ago, wasn't it? Oh, a month ago. A month ago. Four weeks so ago. So you got any pages written? Uh, 41. 41. Well, see, that's really good. That's really encouraging. So I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, that's <laughs> are the letters in the right order? They are. <laughs> I would love Julia Roberts to play me. (laughs) It's cathartic. I would hope that parents that read it are encouraged. Mm -hmm. I hope that other doulas that read it can learn from the ways I encourage or just to learn from my mistakes and how not to repeat those mistakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just a little bit of everything. Interesting. Well, we'll look forward to that. Thank you. Maybe we can have a discussion about it when it's out. Thank you. Now, you had talked a little bit about the business of doula-ing. Is that a, is that a word? I think we've made it a word. Doula-ing. Doula-ing. doulas. No, never mind. I could go there. So, is this, how busy does this keep you? Or, I mean, because I know you're at the, the beck and call of when the baby's coming. So, that's interruptive. But what about all the other time? How is that? So I try and have between three to four clients per month. There are doulas that have a little bit more. There's mm-hmm. some that have a little bit less. I don't go very crazy with three right. to four. Right. So it's doing the prenatal, scheduling the prenatal meetings. Yep. So that means I have, what, four, eight, 12, 12 mm-hmm. meetings. Yep. So it sounds like if, if you have, are you saying three births a month? Three to four births per month. Wow. Some, if they were ideal, they'd be every Wednesday. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's keeping you pretty busy because you're not going in. I mean, at best case, it's probably six hours. Average is 12. Average is 12. Okay, so you're spending, that's a that's a lot of time. So every Wednesday, you, you, you are gone, <laughs> right. basically. Right, right. And you got to recover from that, and then you also have to do the stuff around that with your clients. Correct. Plus your postpartum meetings. Right. I stay uh, pretty busy. Yeah, it sounds like And in the fall, I usually have about five wow. births per month. So you're really hopping. I mean, you're really, I'm hopping. You're really moving along. Have you ever thought about sort of getting other doulas to work with you, or how does that work? Is that possible? Yes, there's there's a lot of doulas that work together. Uh-huh. I've thought about it. I'm probably in a position now where I could afford to hire another doula, mm-hmm. but it just goes back again to wanting to be there mm-hmm. from the beginning to the end, right. and just seeing it through. Right. And, I would imagine a lot of the value. Small business owners really, small businesses take on the personality of their owner yes. in a lot of ways. And, I mean, that might be defined as successful ones if they have a good personality. So that would be an important aspect, I think, 
for you to do is to multiply yourself, is trying to figure out how do I find somebody that has the same philosophy. And philosophy. Right. Uh, and that, that's a, a, a difficult order. You it know? is. No matter whether you, I mean, you have, you know, I think you have a great philosophy, but if you're a curmudgeon, you've got to go out and find a higher a curmudgeon. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm a Christian, so if I have clients who desire Christians to be in the birth room, Mm -hmm. it's even harder to find another doula who is a Christian and not into the new age or, you know, things like that. So that makes it even more difficult. Has that presented problems for you, being a Christian in these circumstances? Never. Wow. Okay. I I was interviewed by a Wiccan several years ago Uh who told me to absolutely not pray or mention the word God in the delivery room. And I said, I will be very professional. I'm here to support you. And halfway through, she grabbed my hands and asked me to pray for her. So she did hire me. Yes. I've, yeah, Yeah. been hired by quite a few. So that's sort of like somebody in Israel hiring somebody from the next door. Right. It's just, it just doesn't seem like it'd be natural. Right. I guess that says a lot about the quality of your work and your personality and the effectiveness there. So that, you know, something that might be a barrier really becomes, dissolves, dissolves away. That's right. We've been talking with Enza Lily of A Mommy's Friend Doula Service. What's the actual title? A Mommy's Friend? Mommy's Friend Doula Service. And she's headquartered or really works geographically out of northern, the North Shore of Massachusetts into Boston. And she helps moms bring new people into the world. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. The Edge of Innovation is brought to you in partnership with Savior Labs. Savior Labs exists to help businesses mature and strategize for the future. Learn more about Savior Labs at SaviorLabs.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. For the show notes and more information about Paul, please visit paulparisi.com. The Edge of Innovation is produced by Jacob Young in conjunction with copious amounts of coffee. Music on today's episode was from bensound.com. Paul can be found on Twitter at pdparisi and on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash pdparisi. This episode, like all our episodes, is transcribed and available at paulparisi.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.